Hello. Welcome to the Advent 2020 series, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. I am Haley Pruitt, and this is episode two. Twenty twenty has obviously been a year of strange challenges and even devastating compromises. We've all lost so much, and along with anticipation, we've also lost community. Or at least it looks very different from what we're used to. So many of us have been isolated to some degree, and it's easy to believe that if we must be separated from our people, we must also be separated from our God. But He has never left us. It may be hard to see Him. It may be hard to feel Him. It's often hard to trust Him. But He is still here even in the dark, even in the waiting, even in the fear. He has not abandoned us, and he never will. As we begin this season of Advent, we are both remembering and looking forward, a mode of reflection to which God has called his people for centuries. He has his people stack stones, live in tents, share feasts, free slaves, return property, and all sorts of strange things to remind them of his own faithfulness. It is only in the remembering that we can be confident of the hope of what is to come. Isaiah prophesied that a virgin would have a son named Emmanuel, which means God with us. But that baby boy was the fulfillment of efforts that God had been making to be with his people since the beginning. He placed Adam and Eve in a garden and then walked with them in the heat of the day. He called Abram to follow him to the promised land and blessed him with a family the size of a whole nation. He sent Joseph ahead of his brothers to Egypt to work out the plan that would save their lives from the famine. And God was with Joseph all the way. And when the Pharaoh who did not know Joseph came to power and God's people were enslaved by those they'd helped to save, they cried out to God and he heard them. Remembering his covenant with Abraham, he knew it was time to act. God appeared to Moses in a bush that was on fire but was not consumed, sending him back to Egypt to lead a people he barely knew out of captivity, to the land God had promised to Abraham long before. Moses was terrified and begged the Lord to please send someone else, but he and Aaron boldly appeared before Pharaoh ten different times demanding that he let God's people go. Pharaoh continued to deny their requests and the power of God to send plagues upon the land until he lost his own son. The night of the final plague, Moses told the people to prepare lambs and unleavened bread for a quick meal and to paint their doors with the blood of the lambs. This was a sign to the Holy Spirit to pass over those homes protected by the blood. The people listened packed their things and ate quickly, readied for the signal to go. That night, millions of people were led out of Egyptian captivity into a land where they could be only with their God. God showed up to part the Red Sea so they could cross on dry ground, but he also stood directly between his people and the Egyptians in the form of a cloud that distracted their enemies. He was both before and behind them, ushering them to safety with his own hands. His people were marked by the blood of lambs and goats that could not possibly have atoned for all their sins, but it did give them a peek into the sacrifice that was to come. God has called his people to remember through feasts and rituals for centuries. 
One of the major celebrations in a Jewish year is Passover, to remember the time when God was with them, leading them out of captivity and into a land where they would be ruled by and loved by only Him. In the last days that Jesus spent with His apostles on earth, He celebrated this feast of remembrance with them, knowing that soon He would become the new and final Passover Lamb Himself. He drank this wine of the Old Covenant for the last time, signaling a new promise. He would sacrifice himself, giving his blood to save them. But then he would also return to rule and love them forever. It's often difficult for our weak and broken human minds to fathom the already but not yet, the both forward and backward and all around presence of God. He exists outside of time and is not bound to our linear understanding but he does use it to remind us that because he has always been with us, he will continue to be so in the future. As we look back beyond the baby to the entire history of God's people, we see him come through for them time after time. They were looking forward to the birth of the Messiah and we will spend the next few weeks joining them. But ultimately the goal is to remember that his coming was both a fulfillment of promises and a making of new ones. Emmanuel is not just a baby in a manger in a stable beneath a star in David's town. Emmanuel has been God's desire since the beginning to, as he said, make man in our image and to be with them. He was with his people in Egypt and in the wilderness. Jesus took on our own human form to be with us, and he is with us today, even in 2020. But there is also a day coming when he will return to reign forever, and our understanding of Emmanuel will become complete as the veils are lifted from our eyes and we truly see the radiance of God's glory in the face of his Son. And that is why we can celebrate this season. That is why we can have joy and hope and peace and love in a time that feels hopeless and dark. Right now we may feel broken and sad and weary, But just as the old song says, with a thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. A new dawn is coming. Indeed, it is here already. We can rejoice because Christ the Lord has come, is coming, is here.